you are not alone. Welcome to The Clark and Linda Show. This is our real relationship, experiencing change after addiction and betrayal. We're learning to connect, to feel safe and confident in marriage. And you can too. Because I believe in you. Welcome to this week's episode. We're excited to be back shooting in front of the camera. Actually, it's always awkward to be in front of the camera, so <laughs> only sort of excited. I mean, it's it's good, but also awkward. Yep. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. Fantastic. You look great. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, okay, so today um, is, well, yesterday marked 185 days for sobriety. I guess. Good job. Um, and because of that, it kind of sparked our our question about for today about um, the things that you've been doing that have helped um, in that recovery process. Um, some of, I think there's a lot of things, but since I shared my one thing that has helped in recovery, I figured this episode can be about your one thing that okay. helped in recovery. And it's not obviously just like centered to one thing. But Yeah, of course. we. I think last time we framed it as like, what's the thing that's helped the very most? Which yeah. is a hard question yeah. because there are so many things, right? And, yeah. and you could even say like, who's helped the very most, you know? And yep. That would I could. That would be you. Question. But I we're not, that. or or Christ. Uh, yeah. It's a toss up. You've both been that. really helpful. Um, <laughs> centered. Keep it centered. Um, that's not what I wanted to talk about, though. Right. Uh, although those really would be helpful. I mean, and you could say the spirit, and it really it's it's a very difficult choice. But I think from a practicality standpoint, um, the thing I want to talk about has been kind of a game changer in that it's been something that's been very different from the times that we've gone through this before, right? We mentioned that yeah. there was a couple disclosures previous, uh, to our last discovery day. And, and it's been something I've been fighting for a long, long time and always something that I've felt a ton of shame around and never wanted to have this problem. Right. And so it's like, I, I can't even count how many times I've told myself, like, I'm never going to do this again. This is the last time you know, it seems like every significant date that would like roll up on the calendar, I'd be like, okay, after that date, never, you know, like every New Year's, birthday, Valentine's Day, Christmas, you know, like, okay, my present to Jesus this year for his birthday is <laughs> never going to, you know, like, I mean, it was, yeah. it's, it's, it's there, there were so many promises that I made to myself that were broken. And this time, which I don't think is bad to, to make those resolutions or, to have that hope or desire. Certainly not. But I think when you fail over and over and over again to keep those promises you've made to yourself, it starts to ex- uh, it starts to affect your self-worth and your self-esteem and you start to um you start to think maybe I just can't do it. Maybe I'm a terrible person and maybe this is just who I am and 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 you really, you know, almost kind of start to give up a little bit. And, and so that's why I want to talk about, you know, what was different this time and what has helped, uh, so much to get over some of those feelings. Um, in fact, I I think part of it was, um, was reading something that talked that addressed that exact point of like, you've 
tried this before. Um, but I'll, I'll just come out and say it. I, I think what's helped so much this time has been uh, a greater recognition of the reality of Satan and his role that he plays in addiction and and keeping you down. Um, all those things I said of, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough. Maybe I'll never get over this. Maybe I'm just a bad person. I think those are all lies that he tells you. Uh, yeah, um, that's never something yeah, Christ would say to you. I think previously I always thought, like, I'm fighting myself. And how do you win a battle against yourself, right? Like, how do you how do you beat yourself? Like, that's just a losing battle. I'm, I don't know. Usually you like, play the computer on... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Solitaire. the computer always wins, you know, like, I, um, and so this idea of like, I was fine. I think I even told you in the early days, like I felt like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, you know, there was this good side of me that really had righteous desires and wanted to be a good person, a good husband, a good father, um, a, a good business owner, a good, you know, like all these things that I wanted to do in my life. I had all, all these things I wanted to achieve. And they were righteous goals. And I, I don't want to discount that because I, I do think that I was a good person. I am a good person, you, you know, like, uh, or at least I'm trying to be, you know. Um, but then there were times where, like, I would go and act out on my addiction. And then and it was like, that was a different person, you know. All of a sudden, like, this monster would come out and he would go do something. And as soon as it was over, I was like, ah, the monster came out again. How do you win? And it really, that's not what it was. Um, and learning what it was and then learning tactics of how to recognize and defeat um, Satan in his methods um, has been one of the biggest things. And I, I just, this is probably going to be a little weird and hopefully there's not like a copyright issue. Um, I was hesitant. I want to read um, a few things from like Dragon Said They Fight. We talked about this in our resources yeah. episode, but I think I got hooked just like from some of the first few um, paragraphs, the first couple pages, it was like it was speaking directly to me. Um, and I was like, oh, whoa, this is so powerful. And I, I wasn't sure if I was going to read all of this. Um, and then I was talking with a friend the other day who's struggling with a, an issue of his own. It's not a pornography addiction, but I just started sharing some of these things. And I mean, the spirit was so strong while I was reading some of these pages and you could tell that it, he had experienced similar feelings. I just told him like substitute addiction with what you're going through. And he was like, oh my gosh, that is, that is really powerful. So I just wanted to, I wanted to read some of this. Of things when yeah. they're true, you know, so. Be, because this is, this is kind of what hooked me into the Metamoroni program and that's given me the tools to defeat Satan. But it was that initial recognition, um, that I think has made a lot of the difference in like, I'm not fighting myself. I'm fighting an actual evil force who is experienced and smart and powerful. Um, and, and the, you know, we also talked about, um, armed with righteousness, um, or, uh, putting on the armor of God and these two together. I mean, they kind of expound upon that same point and it's been super, super helpful. Um, in my in my fight, so I was going to read just a few things. I think Maurice um, would be okay with it. You th- uh, well, okay, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Maurice, we, we, we love you. Yeah, I was going to say we, we get his book. We, like we promote him a bunch, fight. but um, so it just starts out. It says, "You have tried everything. You're not stupid. You have decent self discipline in almost all other areas of your life. You know better. 
It's not like someone has to motivate you to stop your misbehavior. You have hated it from the beginning. And still, it comes back again and again and again. It is almost impossible to talk to anyone about it. No one is going to understand. They're just going to tell you what you already know. It is bad to do, and you shouldn't stop or you're going to go to hell. For a while, you've maintained hope. You have succeeded before in other things, and you believed you could succeed again. You have been a problem solver, and you thought you could solve this one also. But it's not working this time. You've begun to withdraw from those who would be disappointed if they knew. You have begun crossing things off your list of goals for your future. Important things. As a coping mechanism for your shame, you might be questioning your faith or looking for ways to find fault in what you've always known and accepted to be true. You've started rationalizing. You may also think there's something fundamentally wrong with you. You are defective, cursed, or must have been bad in the pre-existence. You could lie about your struggles like so many others do and get away with it. However, you have lied before and it has only made things worse. Now, you avoid those who will be disappointed. Oops. Who will be disappointed and or judgmental. You catch yourself doing things to get others to leave you alone. Um, and then he kind of talks a little bit about uh, the story of the man in the old or in the New Testament who came to Christ and he had a son who had been struggling um, with, uh, he'd been struggling with uh, several issues. He had this illness and nothing had worked for him. And um, Christ wasn't intimidated by the lack of previous success and others who had tried to help his son. And he actually identified that it was, um, you know, dark spiritual element involved, that there was demons possessing and torturing this son. And uh, he said, uh, he said unto the man, um, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Not surprisingly, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. And then he goes, Maurice goes on and says, the problems this young man was dealing with were resolved by prayer and fasting. I'm going to guess you have already tried that. Um, and that was like one of the things that was like such a big eye opener to me because when I had talked to, um, you know, people in the past or, or even gone to some of the, the church's addiction recovery programs and things like that, you know, they stressed the importance of like, Oh, you just need to pray and, and fast and, and read your scriptures and, and this will go away. And I, I did that. I like, I really tried a lot Which to do those things. Which is the exact same thing that they say to the wives that have experienced yeah. betrayal trauma. And, and, and somehow it, it wasn't enough. And, and that's and when I go to the temple every Tuesday. So yeah. you think like, I should be fine. Exactly. And that's when I started, you know, like questioning and being like, there must be something really wrong with me. Or you question your faith and be like, the stuff they're telling me isn't working. Like maybe it isn't true. And you start to have these doubts creep in and cause Satan is so tricky that he'll use everything against you. Um, and so he goes on and says, 2000 years after this miracle, Quoted in the book of Mark, Satan has improved and diversified his fighting weapons. He has become really, really good at what he does. President Spencer W. Kimball taught the fight against Satan and his forces is not a little skirmish with, half-witted, with a half-witted antagonist, but a battle royale with an enemy so powerful, entrenched, and organized, we are likely to be vanquished if we are not strong, well-trained, 
and watchful. He has thousands of years of practice and billions of people to practice on. Uh, oh, sorry, that was the end of, uh, after watchful is the end of the Spencer W. Kimball quote. And then it's back to Maurice. He has thousands of years of practice and billions of people to practice on. You've had only a few years and only yourself to work on. Whether you realize it or not, you are in the fight for your life. And the enemy you're fighting against uses weapons unknown to you. In this day and age, the solutions like prayer, fasting, thought control, and exercise often are not enough. Um, and that, you know, just hearing that, I was like, whoa, wait, okay, there's something, there's something more, something different. Like I missed something before. Um, and we're not going to go over all of that in, in, in this episode or probably even in any episode, you know, we got to leave some, uh, stuff to life changing services and, you know, we've recommended yeah, them before, but, the uh, men of Moroni program for a reason. Yeah. You know, um, um but it's th- that scripture that goes back to that scripture from Moroni in Alma 49, eight. Yeah. That, prepared in a manner never before known well and also back to this like dragons did they fight and um you know what you find um through this program and other things that we've studied i mean the whole all the war chapters in the book of alma you know if you've ever wondered why is that all in there it's there are countless lessons on how we need to fight right the nephites were fighting against the lamanites but you can take their battles and apply them to your own battles against satan and there's so many um, good principles in there that you can use in your own fight. Um, I'm just going to read this last little bit. He says, we are told over and over again, God will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. Um, that's from First uh, Corinthians 10, 13. He says, so many conclude if they are still losing battles, it is a result of some kind of personal weakness. However, I have found quite the opposite to be true. To understand my point of view, it is important to read the rest of First Corinthians 10, 13. But will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape. In some stories from the scriptures, like when the Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians, it took a very long time before a way was provided for them to escape. Likewise, if you have been enslaved by an addiction or a self-mastery issue, it may take time and training and a whole new level, or sorry, time and training at a whole new level and in ways you've never tried before in order to escape. If you are in this position, I am sad what you have tried so far has not worked. My awareness of your pain is what drives me to write this book. Um, so anyway, that's really what got me started um, and excited to learn some of these mes- methods. But just knowing, wait a minute, you know, like I, I feel like for so long I'd been fighting myself and it just wasn't productive. And or, you know, I thought I was fighting myself in reality. It was like I was blindfolded and fighting an enemy who was bigger and stronger than I was. And that's a tough fight to win. But once you can take the blindfold off and start to recognize where some of these thoughts come from and where these temptations come from, then you can start to do something about it and fight back. And we said in our very first episode that part of our purpose was to fight back and, and you know try and help others and to, to push back against those evil forces. And so that's what we're trying to do. But that... That recognition um, that this wasn't coming from me, you know, I mean, it might even sound like some sort of excuse, like I'm trying to not blame myself, and that's not it. I own that those were my choices, and I made bad ones. But knowing what I was fighting against made a huge difference, and kind of helped me overcome some of the self-esteem issues. I mean, I was, I did not realize 
just how ensnared I was, just how enslaved I was. You know, I always just kind of thought like, oh yeah, I have this little problem, but I'm still a good person. But, um, you know, I was thinking back to discovery day and just how down I was, how much I really believed that I couldn't beat this. Um, when you found out, I mean, part of the reason that day was so traumatic for me, and I know it was traumatic for you too, but I was just in despair. I pretty much was like, there's, there's no hope for me. She knows, and I'm going to lose her, and I'm going to lose my family, and I'm going to lose everything that's dear to me. I'm a terrible person. I'm going to hell. I can't beat this. I've tried and tried, and I don't know how. And I'm uh, ashamed to say that one of my one of my first thoughts this is this is how much hold Satan had on me. Um, I just thought, you know what? I'll, I'll just you know. I'll just find a way to end my life that looks like an accident. Linda will be better off without me. Um, she can find a better husband who will be faithful to her 100%. And he can help with the kids. And I'll just let her collect their life insurance money because, you know, we had a decent policy. And I just thought, this is, I, I can't beat this. So I might as well just give up and let Linda find a better way on with her life because I'm worthless. And I look back on that and just recognize like all of those statements came from the devil. They came from Satan. He just, you know, like he had uh, got his claws into me and the fiery darts were hitting me like crazy. Um, And now I look back on that and just think like, oh, how could I have even considered that? Like I'm generally a pretty happy person. Uh, You know, even through a lot of my addiction, I found ways to rationalize and justify and you know, try and forget about it and still like was mostly positive and optimistic and things. But man, there were times where I go through these dark, dark periods of like depression because of what I was doing. And that was one of the times where he was like, Oh, now is my moment. And I'm just really going to hit hard. Um, so finding some of these things to give me hope, um, was huge. And I think that's been the biggest thing is recognizing that and then learning the tactics to fight against him because there are a lot of great ways. Once you can recognize where the attacks are coming from, you can start to fight back. And Maurice has some great methods for doing that. But anyway, that in a nutshell, sorry, I've yeah, I've barely got in a word edgewise no, this episode no, and I apologize, good. but that was, um, there's so many things that have helped and we've made so many big, big changes, right? Yeah, I mean, people hear what you we, have to say. Yeah. yeah, when we talk about being prepared in a manner never before known, I mean, we sat down once you talked me off the ledge and were able to be there for me, which I will forever be grateful for that you were you know, willing to talk me down from there and stick with me and still express love for me, despite the trauma and hurt that you were going through, you were still able to help me through that time. Um, I lost my train of thought there, and but you would, have, um, you would have done the same for me. And, and since then you've done the same, yeah. you know, because we can recognize where it's coming yeah. from, who we're fighting. Yeah. It well, has helped. I, I remember my train. What I was saying is after you were able to talk me down from that, we sat down and said, we can't go about this. Like we've tried in the past no, and I'm, we've made all kinds of big, big changes and things where we just said, it's never going to be like it was before. And, and I, I like that. I like that scripture in yeah. Alma because you know it says that never 
Well, say it again. I'm in a manner close. never, never before known. <laughs> they were Something prepared like in yeah. a manner never before known. I By believe. The, yeah, and people of Lehigh. And what it—it's funny because it—it it was in a manner never known to the to the opposing people. He didn't say anything that it never had been known to anyone ever on the planet because these are not new concepts. Um, and it just said never known to the enemy. And I think the enemy knows some of these tactics still because he's had so much practice, but he's never known the protection and the tactics that that we're going to be using against him. And so, you know, we've never known those tactics before. And so, or maybe we've known them, but like we didn't really apply them in our lives that well. Um, and then knowing... Or what am I trying to say? <laughs> and like now that we know them, and now that we know that there are tools that we can use and things that we can do to to fight back, um, that he doesn't know that we know those tools, right? And so he doesn't know what they're going to look like coming from us. Yeah. And so I think that that's that's where he's going to be like, whoa, this is you know crazy. And we talked about um, too in the car that. You know, as we put out these episodes, that the adversary is going to know that we're trying to be more open. We're trying to be more vulnerable. We're trying to shine light on shame. Yeah. And when you shine light on shame, the adversary can't hold it against us. And we talked about how some people are going to be really supportive and some people are they're just going to be haters. Like yeah. We try to prepare and, ourselves and say, like, OK, when we put this out there, what are what are going to be some of Satan's tactics? Because he'll they're going to be new, yeah. They're going to be new to us because yeah. we've never done this. He so. always, that's one of the things we found in group a lot, um, talking with people and just in my own experiences. Like, once you figure out one of Satan's methods, how to defeat it, all of a sudden he comes at you from some other direction yeah. and you're always having to adjust. Um, you know, the same way the Lamanites um, learned from the Nephites and then they'd always be trying something new. And Captain Moroni was always like, he never stopped preparing. He would win a battle and, he'd and up his... instead of going back and like celebrating and stuff, yeah. he would go back and continue to figure out how to fortify his cities yeah. even more, how to train his soldiers even better. And you kind of have to do the same thing with Satan. You can't sit back on your laurels and think, ah, I figured out that, you know, like this is where Satan gets me. And now I know because as soon as you got one thing figured out, he's going to change his tactics and he is, wily and smart and, and he conniving feeds us all and, the same lies yeah because i i recognized a lot of the same things that you feel are similar to a lot of the things i feel as like you know shame from being not the best mom not the best you know looking not the best bestest kind of friend not that you know and you get all these like things that you have fed in your mind from these whispers and they're the same thing everyone's getting the same thing yeah. and from worth i can recognize that some of the women i'm like how do they get the same thing i'm getting i thought i was fed original stuff no he does not try that hard and the same with you i mean obviously maurice well, wrote this book and there, he's helped so many people yeah. and and you were able to identify with that statement and know that yeah he did tell me all this and you're like Wait, but Maurice wrote this. Yeah. So Maurice is getting this. I was like, this this sounds like he came straight out of my brain, a lot of it. Yeah, Yeah. and so is Clark. So it's not original stuff that that he's feeding us, um, but he just has had that much experience, and he knows that it works. 
with yeah. everyone, and it's worked with us, obviously. Well, and it kind of goes back to that scripture um, that Maurice was quoting, the First yeah. um, Corinthians ten thirteen, I think, where he's talking about temptation. Um, and my dad actually pointed out something in that scripture. You know, uh, Maurice talks about oh, a lot of times we focus on. Um, there's no temptation taken man, but that he can overcome and God provides a way, right? That's what, oh, you can overcome it. And people are like, oh, I'm not overcoming it, so it must be unbroken. And then he said, he's going to provide a way. There's, you know, um, but what my dad pointed out was something that I hadn't noticed a lot. He said, um, the first part of that scripture says, there hath no temptation taken uh, taken you, but such as is common to man, or something really mm-hmm. close to that. I, yeah. I, that might not be the exact worth wording, but it, there's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Um and that's kind of what Linda's talking about. You think that it's just you, but really Satan tries these tactics on everybody. I mean, pornography is a plague right now. It is affecting so many men. Uh, the more I'm open about this and talk about it and try and face my shame, the more I find that people, other people that I'm talking to are like, oh, I've struggled with that also. And it's, it's always surprising to me just how many people... Yeah. have had a problem or had to deal with this in some way or another. I mean, and that's, you know. And it's sad, and, and, but it's and also women, kind too, it's of encouraging to, to know that you're not the yeah. only one going crazy in your mind but, having all these thoughts. But these tactics are yeah. tactics. As long as they work, he's going to continue to use them. And so that's why, you know, you're not experiencing something new. Satan uses these tactics on everybody and has been perfecting them over thousands of years on billions of people, like Maurice said. You know, like he has... He's a master tactician. He knows what works and is constantly tweaking to find out. But but it's common. It's stuff that he's using on everybody. And therefore, you know, if you can find out what other people are doing that works, you can figure out what helps. And that's part of the reason we're doing this is we want to share what's helped for us. And hopefully we hope to, you know, connect with other people and find out what helped for them. That's part of the reason our group meetings are so powerful is I love going and finding uh, what's worked for other people and yeah, sharing and, you and, try and so everything because you're desperate and you just you're willing to try anything and everything so that you can get out of this yeah. and you can fight back something that um you said kind of sparked my memory about a quote that i read in um, this other book putting on the armor of god by Stephen a kramer and he he quotes a lot of apostles and prophets in there um, and scriptures and and, so i can't remember exactly who said it and i did not i mean this is so like sporadic you know we're raw and unrehearsed like you said (laughs) that i don't have it ready but it's something like when you when satan sends his minions to attack us and send those whispers and fiery darts and stuff that the lord does not stand idle to watch to watch us be attacked like that and that he sends his angels to to surround us. And I just, I love, I loved hearing that because I knew that deep down, you know, but it just helps to know that he sees us and he sees what we're going through. And he's not going to stand by while Satan gets his way with us. He's going to try to protect us and try to strengthen us. It's still our choice if we want to give in to those temptations, the Lord was tempted. He just chose not to give in. Yeah. Um, so being tempted is not a bad, it's not bad to be tempted. You're not bad because you're being tempted. But it, you know, you can make a poor choice 
when you are being tempted. And so, so yeah, I really loved, I really loved that, that, that he said that, that he quoted someone saying that right. because it really, it reminds me of that scripture in DNC where he says that the angels will be round about us on our right hand and on our left. And it is yeah. just so true, you know, and, and as we have been going through this, I have felt that help from above. Um, because it's so hard as as the betrayed, you know, it's hard to it's hard to feel that worth that we have when someone makes a choice, when your spouse makes a choice like that, because it even though it's not necessarily because of what we're doing, because it is a choice that you make. It's still something that the adversary is going to whisper to us that it is about us. And so we need that added help to fight those whispers ourselves. Um, and it, it saddens me because I've been there um, when, when the spouses don't want to get support because they think it's just, just the, 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 husband's, problem. the husband's problem or or the person who's... You know, in in the addiction, they think it's their problem. They should fix it. Come back to me when you're all better, you know, and and I had that same attitude. And had I known there were so many resources and so much help and and support out there. Oh, man, I would have just latched on so fast to that back then because I I didn't know that I needed it as much as I know that I need it now. Yeah. What's interesting is listening to you know some other people. I know there's even uh, counselors out there who have told women like, "This is your husband's problem. He has to deal with it." I, I remember um, listening to the Betrayed Addicted uh, Expert podcast. That was oh, yeah. uh, in the we early days. Ashlyn, you know, her counselor was like, "Yeah, this is Kobe's issue. You have nothing to do with this. He just has to fix it." And uh, they made a comparison I kind of loved, where like, yeah, if your spouse had cancer, um. Obviously, he's the one. You can't heal his cancer for him. Right. But if your spouse has cancer, you're not just going to be like, "Well, see you later. Good luck. Just like come go back heal to yourself from your healed. cancer." And yeah, yeah like it, I wish it becomes both of your problem, right? Like as a spouse, you're going to you, you love that person, well, and you're yeah, going to try and help them and, and care for them and support them. And also it's going to affect you, yeah. right? Like you're going to be scared and deal with anxiety and all the, you know, like it's, it's going to affect both of you. And so there are things that both of you need to do. And it's not just, you know, Oh, now I'm only a support role. No, there's also things you have to do to care for yourself, even though the disease has affected him you're in a relationship where you are striving to become one. And, and so what affects one person is going to affect the other. Well. And you both yeah. now have to struggle to deal with those issues. And, uh, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm sure I'm wrecking their podcast and you should probably just go listen to that yes, one. We'll put it in the liner notes, <laughs> which episode that is, because it was really good. Um, anyway, we're way over our time. Um, and maybe I should have told Linda actually asked me before. She's like, what are you going to talk about um, for your number one thing? Because we knew we were going to have the continuation. I was like, well, I'm not going to tell you because then it'll be more raw and stuff yeah. like that. And maybe she could have more had her surprise. scriptures no, and quotes fine. prepared. But um, it's been really good to talk about this. And I hope that it's been helpful. Uh, we do have our homework left. Um, and I was trying to think of what the best homework um, would be for this episode um were you able to come up with one 
I, I sort of. Do you have an idea? No. No. Oh, okay. So um, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I I think that um, you know my my homework that I was kind of thinking of was sit down with your spouse, and I want you. It'll be hard, and you're gonna have to be kind of vulnerable. But I want you to try and identify some of the things that Satan might be telling you and share those with your spouse and say, these are the things that, that maybe previously, you know, a, a lot of the um, uh, professional community uh, around counseling and, and psychotherapy and stuff like that, they call it negative self-talk. Oh, right, and Maurice yeah. kind of share talks about that. Negative, or... ne- well, uh, but it's not negative self-talk. Share the things that you think you're saying that are bad about yourself, but it's not you that's or saying like those things. It's voice. Satan that's whispering. Yeah, some people call it an inner, inner voice, voice, or it's negative self-talk, or self-sabotage is a big. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're self-sabotaging. No, you're not. Satan is sabotaging you and making yeah. you think that it's yourself sabotaging you. Yeah, you can only you know, like, think in your in your mind Satan's with your you, voice. Yeah, Satan's making so, you think that those. Thoughts are coming from yourself, and it's yeah. it's your oh so uh, negative self talk. Like no, he's yeah. putting those in there in your own voice, and you think it's coming from you, but it's not. And so, I want you to share some of the things that are probably something that you that you that, know Christ would never say to you, yeah. because that's but where that you it comes feel. From. But that you, feel. I shared a lot of them in this episode. I talked about how I felt worthless, and I thought I might never overcome this, and I had feelings of wanting to commit suicide, and I thought I was a terrible husband and father because I was doing these things and I thought I was going to hell and I thought, you know, like all of these things that you might um, be feeling, I want you to share some of those whispers. And as a wife, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of, Linda shared a a lot of those things um, or as a spouse. Yeah. I always assume it's the same, but obviously it can be be flipped. Um, But, you know, she talked about, oh, maybe I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not you know, doing I'm not. A, I'm not doing enough. Yeah, um, and again, I think those come from from the adversary. And so, I want you to take some time and talk about those, and see if you can identify what some of the whispers are that are being put into your mind uh, by Satan. Because um, you are enough. Because as soon as you can start to recognize those, then you can start to fight against it, and and you are enough, and you can overcome this, and uh, with Christ's help. You can be made clean and whole, and you can be happy, and, um, you know, it'll be a struggle. It'll be a fight. Like I said, you know, like, he's a smart enemy, and you're going to have to continue to fight. Um, So it's not going to be easy, but it can be done. And as you do it, you'll start to feel more and more the whisperings of the Holy Spirit, and you'll recognize those, and you'll be able to tell them apart, Um, and, and... peace will start to return to your life and joy and is totally worth it. So uh, if you haven't already started doing that, or even if you have, I think sometimes it's good to remind yourself. We still the same. Like like she said, in in our car, we were just talking about like, what are some of the ways that Satan's going to attack us now that we're we're doing this, doing this show, you know, because this, we've recorded a few episodes, but it was just yesterday that we put our first episode live and we haven't really even told very many people about it. It's, it's online and you could find it, but we're going to start kind of sharing it out with people we know who we think it can help. Um, but, but we, we realized like, Hey, since we're doing this, he's going to, how are some ways that he's going to attack us? And I think as you start to look at things from his point of view and say, okay, well, what's he going to do? 
you can start to prepare for some of those things. And there will still be curveballs that hit you out of left field, and you're like, oh, I did not see that coming. And you have to deal with those in a different way. But the more you can anticipate those attacks and what he's going to do, the better you can be prepared. Anyway, um, hope this was helpful, as helpful for me to talk through it uh, again. And it's always helpful to try and think of what those whispers are. And so that's it for this show. Thanks for watching or listening. If you like what you're listening to or watching, please subscribe. We have the YouTube channel for the videos, and we also have the podcast, so subscribe. And comment um, if you like it, or comment like what has helped what you helped the most. You. Yeah, we would love um, to hear what, we'd love to help. what's helping we'd you. Love to, yeah, we'd love to hear what's helping you. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thanks.